Hello and um welcome back to the Overthinkers podcast. I'm very sure you've missed my voice. And yeah, but we'll be starting this podcast by reading something that I wrote down. I recently one of my goals for 2020, one of the things I really wanted to get back into towards the end of 2019, coming into 2020, was um journaling or writing a paragraph a day, either on my phone or in a physical book about how the day went. So about I had a really rough Tuesday, yeah, this week, but Wednesday was much better because I woke up on Wednesday morning and I wrote this down. It goes that it says the little things, the little things save us. In the end, it's the little things that save us. Like waking up in the morning and making your bed, planning your meals for the day right after because now you have time to try to try that new recipe. Going on a walk sometime in the afternoon because we all need fresh air. It's creating something new from the bleakness that threatens to engulf you and finding strength to keep going. And it was almost like I'd been in this state whereby, um, like Monday was good because Monday basically like, okay, over the weekend, things became real for me. It was on Saturday, I went to the grocery store to just kind of buy stuff because that's what I usually do on Saturdays or um, early on, um, after church on Sundays to just buy things that I need for the week. And on getting to grocery stores, all the shelves were empty. I couldn't like buy items that I needed. And it was like, so something, like it hit me that something was going on. It wasn't like I was oblivious to it, but I think I wasn't aware of the fact to the, I wasn't, I wasn't conscious of how, of the extent to which things are deteriorated. So on one day I still went to my class. It was supposed to be a class of about 40 something people. And I guess the class and just about five people there. And yeah. Then I get back home on Monday and then on Tuesday, I'm like, oh, I'm not leaving the house. I think this is real and I need to self-isolate. So Tuesday was really good. I was in high spirit. I did all my work. I got up in the morning. I just powered through all the things that I needed to get done. But on Wednesday, I just woke up with this sense of like doom of, see, everything is going to end. And I started questioning like, what have I achieved? What's going to happen to me? Where I'm going to end up? That I'm all alone in this place. My family is not here. I don't have a lot of friends here. And like, is that all that is going to be said about me? I don't know. It was just like, it's so easy in this time and in this period to just enter into this place whereby everything just feels like that is going to be the end. So I was just on that wave throughout Wednesday. Um, I went on a walk. I thought the walk was going to make me feel better. But I walked to the mall and then the malls were even more empty than I had ever seen it before. I'm like, yeah, everybody's inside. So I go back inside on um go back inside on Wednesday. And the only thing that hit me was coming into the next day. I was like, alright, you need to almost kind of cre- create your own reality at this point. You almost need to speak into existence and speak into life how you want to feel and kind of make the best decision out of everything that is going on right now. So, yeah, then I woke up and I just wrote that because it's just the little things. It's the little things as little thing as I woke up this morning. So I'm grateful to God that I woke up. I'm here. I'm grateful to God that I'm here. I am able to function. I'm able to read. I'm able to connect to my friends over the internet. I can call someone. We can laugh. We can joke about certain things and just taking joy in that. Yes, it's established that voluntary isolation and voluntarily staying at home is much easier to do than when you realize that it's forced and you are doing it staying at home staying in one place not because you want but because you don't have a choice and it's almost like that sense of free will or that sense whereby you think that you are in control as 
totally been stripped off from you or taken away from you and you're just sitting down and I'm like yeah there's this sense of doom but I'm like I'm choosing and I'm challenging us all to kind of like choose to create like our own bubbles of happiness in all of this our own bubbles of getting up in the morning making your bed planning a meal like I think the only good thing that has come of this last four days is that I've actually managed to eat two meals a day which which is something that I've literally struggled with for most of my life. Like, I can't seem to wrap my my stomach or my head around having more than one meal and maybe snacking in between in the day, drinking juice or not, but having actual two proper meals in a day. Like, I feel like that's something good that has come out of, like, this whole situation. And just focusing on that, like, more time to connect to your family, time to connect to people that are around you that you never noticed before, time to catch up on all those books that you bought that you haven't read yet, um, binge watch something on netflix um yeah just make the best of it and i don't know i'm choosing to be kind of hopeful and to kind of i'm choosing one to be hopeful because hope is the only thing that's going to get us through and yeah i think that's about it so in the spirit of hopefulness and in the spirit of trying to create my own bubble i decided to buy a mic stand because um the podcast wasn't going to come back the podcast technically was supposed to come back in April, but I was supposed to record it with a friend over this coming weekend. This weekend, I, yeah, over Saturday and Sunday, and we we're just supposed to do four episodes. But she's in a town away. I'm here. There's really nobody here to record it with me. And everything that's going on is just making me think about how fickle life can be and how uncertain. We really don't know what tomorrow holds. Like, I think we used to like to think that we were certain like, oh, I booked my flight. The least that can happen is that you'll cancel it and move it to another day. But right now you can book your flight and you don't even know if you're going to fly until you get to the airport and can get turned back and and can get turned back home. And it's almost like everything is fleeting and there's really nothing to hold on to that you can say, oh, I have control over this or oh, I can predict that this is how this is going to go or this is how this is going to happen. And because of that sense of, I think it will be uncertainty I decided to be in spontaneous order, a mic stand, and just sit here at my table and record and just have a chat and talk about like all the things that I was hoping to talk about in this series. We'll still record when she's around and we'll still get back to regular programming, but I really just felt that this was something that was important to do right now and something that would help both me and I hope it will help you that is listening to the Overthinkers podcast at home. So... I think one of the things I really wanted to talk about was one why the podcast. So um I started podcast from a place whereby I always had all these ideas and opinions and I felt like I had the most interesting conversations with my friend and I wanted to share these conversations with the rest of the world because I liked uh different perspectives on issues and things like that. And initially when I was recording the podcast or releasing it, I didn't expect as many people to connect with it or to enjoy it as much as people have connected with it that enjoyed it. Shout out to all the people that have called me out asking for when this next episode coming, are we releasing another episode? When is the next thing coming? When can we hear you guys um, check on another issue? And the thing is, I didn't think people were going to connect with it. I just felt like people are just going to either judge us for our opinions or laugh at us and think we're not like educated enough to address a topic or talk about a topic so i'm really grateful that people connected with it i'm grateful to my friends that supported the process shout out to dami toby and tolu because like i feel like they have dealt with all my half-baked ideas all my unformed notions about life and 
somehow with the three of them, I'm always able to like get so many of my creative ideas to like a point whereby I can share it with the world. And they've always supported like every single one of my hairbrain plans from like they've supported every single one of them. So I'm always grateful to them. I'm also grateful to my friend Olalu. So if you notice, um, yeah because he helped me like so you can't go in oh, all right we need more podcasts i'm like i don't have a sound card i need a sound card i needed this i needed that and he goes okay i need to buy you a sound card because you need to keep recording your podcast i'm like yeah thank you so take shout out my friends and i feel like every like single person that has listened to it that has shared it with another person that has commented that has given feedback i'm really grateful for all of you i'm grateful for having this tribe of people support me and support me through this process so um yeah quick recap of 2019 i think 2019 was a big learning year for me overall in the end because one i moved away (laughs) and i have i have a tendency to have a delayed reaction to things so when I moved away, I really didn't think about like the effects it was going to have on me or how I was going to feel or anything like that. I was just like, all right, you're moving away. That's what's happening. I didn't think of, oh, where will I make friends? Or where will I do this? Or where will I do that? Or things like that. I'm like, I'm moving away. Like I was even the most unprepared person to move away because I literally was still packing my bags and putting things in my box like an hour to my checking time for my flights. Oh, it's not like I'm irresponsible um my house where i live with my parents in lagos is literally like 10 minutes less than 10 minutes away from the international airport so i wasn't being irresponsible but it depends on how you want to look at it but um yeah i was still packing the only thing i knew i was going to bring along was my speaker because i always need music around me and i packed a tiny box of books because books are important like i travel every single way with my books and i'm one of those weird people that has not gotten the memo about um, digital books and audio books and always have to have like hold the physical books and turn the pages and things like that. I'm just one of them. Like, I don't know. I give excuses, but I'm just old like that. Like, I just like holding a book in my hand when I'm reading it. So I picked some books out to put in my box. I packed my speaker. Well, that's about all that I packed coming to this trip. And my mom was like, don't you need this? Don't you need that? Don't you need this? Blah, blah, blah. But being me and having a delayed reaction to like change and things like that, I'd not really conceptualized like the extent of the change that I was making and what was going to come ahead. So getting here, it was, it was, um, my first couple of weeks were rough actually. I think in my, like my first two to three weeks were rough. Shout out to my friends that called me all the time. Shout out to, <laughs> like shout out to, um, Tersi. Um, yeah, shout out to Tersi. Tersi and I called almost all the time because I think we're going through the same thing, like moving and yeah, because Tersi is um, currently studying for a master's degree too. So Tersi called a lot. My friend Imran called a lot like, are you all right? Are you fine? <laughs> is everything well with you? I'm like, I'm fine. I didn't talk to anybody today. I didn't want to talk to. And everybody was so like almost so understanding about like that process and it wasn't something that i'd ever thought about was going to happen we moving away because like i said delayed reaction to stuff i just always feel like you know you're moving away and adults you can hack it and everything will be fine see you can't hack it everything will not be fine like if i had a do-over i would probably have because i actually had access to check all my classmates to connect with people before the semester started 
to start making relationships and forming bonds before we even came to school. I think I would have done that more. I think I would not have come in blind and just tried to figure it out when I got here. Because there was literally this day, I think it was my first week, full week here. I sat in campus. I'd taken the wrong train to school. So I'd had to, I'd taken the wrong train. I had to come up, come down at the stop, then take the train back again to the right stop. And I'm like, am I ever going to figure out the London Hungary round? Is everything always going to be a mess like this? Am I always just going to get lost? <laughs> Who sent me? That was the first place my mind went to that day. And I just finished the class. So I just sat in the lobby and I'm like, hmm. Nobody sent you on this journey. You sent yourself. And as I sat down there, um, my friend, my friend Timmy and Toya see at, at different times they had mentioned like, oh, already you need to join the earlier circle. I'm like, hmm, earlier circle. All right, I hear you. So that day I'm like, hmm, let's sign up for this thing and see what happens. So I signed up for the earlier circle, went on Slack. And the first thing I saw, there was always talking about City Mapa. I'm like, hmm, City Mapa. I don't know City Mapa. And... I always tell people like that Friday, yeah, it was a Friday. That Friday afternoon gave me like this moment of like it was an epiphany of like I actually started believing that that day that I could hack this and I could stay here and I could make you walk here and things like that. And as I sat down in that place, I was like, hmm, all right, I can make you walk here. I can make you walk here. So City Mapa is just very easy. You put in the postcode, go from one place to another, and gradually you begin to find your feet. Cause I wish I'd done, like, I wish I'd not done the already thing of the delayed reaction. I wish I'd done, like, a little bit of more research and, like, finding out. Like, the underground is one of my best things now, even though, like my friend says, it's a petri dish for every form of disease you can imagine in this world because there are too many people passing there that's very unhygienic system. But minus the state of the hygiene of the underground, which is not so bad in the end, but I feel like, because there are so many people passing through it, it can it can be the cleanest system ever. But um, it's actually the most interesting thing for me. Like I enjoy figuring out like the maps, figuring out like stops, counting stops, figuring out how long the central line works, how long the jubilee line works, where is the step free station, where is the this? Can I walk from here to here? Like I actually really really enjoy it. And maybe if I done my research, I would have started enjoying it sooner than later. Yeah, so that's one of the things I've learned that I should like really stop having delayed reactions to stuff, that I should get ahead of things that are coming <laughs> before they do and they hit me and I knock down. So yeah, like I said, first one month, miserable. I think <laughs> as some people they know themselves, they suffer from my whining and um whining and crying and just feeling out of place. But what it birthed was think something better and something better and something greater for me, which was one, I became more open and I became more, I became more open and it became easier for me to put myself out there. And because I realized that the friends I had made, I've made right now, I actually walked up to them, which is something I never would have done before. Like I don't walk up to people randomly. Like, so, um, there was this, um, morning I was going to class. It was, yeah, I was on my way to class and things like that. And I just walked to the, um, um, walked out of my flat and waited in front of the elevators and I saw this girl and I looked at her I'm like she's definitely Nigerian and I saw her and I said oh hi my name is Aurelua I'm studying blah 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 this is what I do who are you but she met me and we spoke and things like that I would never have done that before like Aurelua would have carried her face looked straight on entered the elevator and kept going and I did that because at that point it was almost like human connection was a necessity for me. And because they had become a necessity, I had to adapt 
to making those kind of connections and things like that. So, yeah, so that's how I met Vera. Like, just randomly walking to, up to her and speaking to her. Like, my other friend, um, my other friend I met her in class, we're just sitting down and she was talking about fintech space and blah, blah, blah. And because of the work that I did in Nigeria on, like, in AOO and things like that, which I kind of still do at the moment, I was able to like, oh, this is what I do. I showed her the app. I actually would share the Overthinkers podcast with her. Shout out. And she read it. And I think what was important for me is that every single time we hang out and we talk, there's so many things about our lives that are so similar. And you never, I'll never have imagined that because she's from Bangladesh, I never had imagined that someone there that is my age was going through exactly the same thing in life that I was going through because Sometimes when you don't connect with people on that level, you are so far removed from the reality of who they are that you are thinking of what the world wants you to see or know about them. So shout out to her too. But like I said, I had to make the first move. And it was important because in twenty before 2019 or before September 2019 of moving here, I usually am not one to make the first move for many relationships or for anything. If you don't come up to me, then that's the end. Because it's not like... I'm a shy person, but I am extremely, I think I'm very introverted and I overthink it before I walk up to you. So I said, what if I talk to them and they don't talk to me back? What if I try to engage and they disengage? Like maybe it's my fear of dealing with rejection that led to me not opening up and talking to people. But I've learned how to do that. Like I've done it so many times in the last few months that now it's not like, not like it's second nature to me, but it's easier. And I think it's a skill that I needed to learn and a skill that I'm going to keep with me. Then, what else? Oh, yes. Then I learned to ask for help <laughs> because you don't know everything. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to let a stranger help you and let a stranger assist you in doing something and let a stranger just put, show you through your ropes. Like, see, not stranger. Like, you watch it and engage it because all my spidey senses are still on and bright. But sometimes you may just be stuck and you're trying to get from point A to point B and you just need to ask someone there, oh, where do I turn? Where am I going to? How do I get there? And people are actually quite nice and supportive and will help you and things like that. So those were like my major lessons from the tail end of 2019. Then coming to 2020, I think I did this whole thing on the blog where I talked about like, did I talk about? No, I just wrote about my commitments for the blog for the year and I decided to look at New Year resolutions instead of them looking at them as goals, looking at them as looking at them as commitments for making a better life for myself, building a better future with the help of the Holy Spirit and just trying to carve out something new and something better for your life as opposed to looking at it as a goal that is to expire after a certain period, but looking at it as a commitment, as something to build. And that sense of thinking about it came away from a conversation that I'd had with my friend on goals or yeah on goals and things like that and i wrote a commitment list i think it was december 31st or january 1st when i wrote the commitment list yeah and it wasn't a really long list i think it was just about five things it was to journal more to take more photographs to put myself out like to put myself out there more take my relationship with god more seriously or to try to learn the essence of what it means to be a christian and what was the last one i think it was to um maintain healthier relationships you can see how bad i am i can't remember the last one but it were just like five basic things and it wasn't like so i grouped them those five were like the top of my list there were other things around like career goals 
yeah, I have this really interesting goal where I'm trying to eat two times a day. See, I failed woefully in January. I failed woefully in February. I failed for most of March until self-isolation came and saved my soul. But So I had my career goals. I had um, professional exams that I want to write this year. Shout out to Corona for being themselves. <laughs> but um, I had all, like, all those goals and things like that. But those five things were like top of my list of things to do. And yeah, journaling has actually been going really well. It's not like, so I decided to make it different this time around. So as opposed to trying to just sit down and write every single day, I make videos, I write short paragraphs in my notes, I write long things, or I take a picture and just know that that picture captures how I was feeling at that particular moment. Yeah, I've actually been taking a lot more pictures. I've been going out more, connecting with people, introducing myself to people, trying to kind of like escape this set mode of who I thought I was for a very long time and um, grow in order to become a better person, essentially. That's just who it was, or rather that's just who it is because sometimes you can believe you are in a certain way and you're in a certain light and believing that you are like that is actually kind of hindering opportunities for you to grow. So, um, yeah, that's it. So back to the earlier circle. So the earlier circle has been like, I think it has been one of the most interesting things that has happened to me since coming here. Because I met my friend Ibuku. Shout out to Ibuku. <laughs> I think Ibuku and I go on like super fast, super early, which is something that hardly happens to me. Because it always takes me like a while to like acclimatize to a person and become friends with the person and then start sharing deep, dark secrets with the person. But with Ibuku, it was like, it was seamless. It was like, Met Ibuku, maybe like three days after, <laughs> we're actually sharing all our dark secrets with each other. So yeah, that's been another like great support system to me through this period. And my parents, I feel like both of them just enjoy trolling me. <laughs> but my father will go, you're still short, I'll be no grown taller. Mom will be like, hmm, alright, what did you do today? What did you talk to? Have you eaten food? Or yeah, they've just been like, um, they've been like so supportive of like this whole, um, they've been like so supportive of this whole process and making me laugh on like on like days when i don't feel like laughing or just cracking the most interesting jokes for me those two i'm grateful for them always then my brother and my sister too yeah actually just finished having video call with them they're permanently arguing about who is fine and i'm like see there are more important things in life but for me like i said little things those simple things of knowing that they remain constant they remain who they are and because they remain who they are i can always count on their lights in my life so it's almost like you're holding on to all those little little things to make you keep going so coursework program school has actually been going great because i think i am a hardcore nerd that actually likes my classes <laughs> like if i ever have to make my, miss any of my classes i'm so disappointed because i actually really enjoy like the models i enjoy like the course content and it has really opened my mind to what can be as what who i can be or who i can grow in to become like in the finance and accounting space and it's helping me think differently it's helping me actually rethink like approach to work kind of things that I want to implement, the kind of things that I want to, the kind of like financial accountant or financial person that I want to be. And I think that's what I was hoping to get out of the program. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So what else do I want to talk about? Because it's not very easy rambling on by yourself. And I think I've touched based on like the important things. Yeah. 
books. Yes. It would not be complete if I did not mention any books. So, um, let's see. What have I read this year? I've actually read quite a number of books. I read... Um, okay, I started 2019 by reading RSS Smart Money Woman. I had received a copy for International Women's Day in 2018, but not read it. So... That day, I was making my annual braids. I hate making my hair, by the way. I was making annual braids, and as I sat through there, so I decided to. So I read the book. It was quite interesting, but like my sister said, we read it more for the gist than the financial advice. The financial advice are things that, at least, uh, um, advice that can set you going in, like, making, in, like, setting up the right, like, financial sense of security for yourself and things like that. So when she released the next book, I'm like, same. I need to know where this just ends. I need to know whether this person marries this person or whether this person gets engaged or whether this person leaves a deadbeat husband and things like that. <laughs> so I started January by reading. Yeah, by... Okay, I started reading the book in December, but I finished it in January. I started it by reading that particular book. That's the second book of The Smart Money Woman. Smart Money Tribe, that's what it's called. And I actually enjoyed the story. Yeah, it was, like I said, more for the story than the financial advice, but it's good advice that would get you started on like the right path to making more healthy financial decisions. Then after that, I read Poet X. Poet X was quite hard for me to read because, let's see, I, I have a really good relationship with my mom. So sometimes it's always hard and... For the longest time, it was hard for me to almost relate to or understand the flip side of not having a great relationship with your mom. Because I just felt like that was what was natural and what was right to do. Because you better child, you should love the child. But I'm realizing now that as I've grown older, I'm starting to realize that life is more complex than... Like, it's not black and white. That there are like so many shades of gray in between and that things are not straightforward and that... All of us are damaged at like different points or like on different levels or we hold some certain beliefs so close to our heart. So as I read like through Poet X, I just felt so sorry for the girl and I just felt her crying out. Because some of the questions that she had at that age were some of the questions that I had. And so because I can remember, <laughs> I, oh God, I sometimes I feel like, um, sometimes I feel like, my mom deserves an award for putting up with me <laughs> because like looking back like i've asked the most ridiculous questions and i've come up with the most ridiculous things and ideas about life so um i can remember when i was about i think 14 or 15 i told my mom that i was going to join the convent because i did not see the point in marriage and i was asking that i was the whole purpose of life and things like that and surprisingly my mom didn't freak out she just takes me to the church pastor to have a conversation with the church pastor and we had an open honest conversation about it and nobody was forcing me to kind of like make a decision or to pick a side it was almost the, it was the most open conversation of all right these are all the options that are available to you in the end decision is up to you because you really cannot mold a person or mold a person's mind in a certain way because after a while there's only so much molding you can do like when they're like four or five you can when they're like 10 you can beat the fear of god into them but it gets to a point whereby there there's really nothing you can do as a parent you can just present all the options and pray for the best and pray that you make the best decision so shout out to my mom always because she let me like 
I don't know how she did it, but she almost let me go through all my phases, and I had her with me through all my phases, like through, like I think I went on the longest phase of C. This convent business is where it is. Like I'm like I'm going to join the convent. I think I even knew where the convent the convent was. <laughs> Jesus, I was so I feel like I was the most difficult person to raise, but that's that's just a, a whole other episode on its own. So yeah, so point X the main one because I felt like like like. Yeah, I couldn't like I couldn't relate to I experience, but I knew I experienced because as you grow up and as you relate to people and you connect to other people, you realize that other people have those experiences and I was happy that someone could tell that story and there could be there can be an avenue for growth and yeah, improvement. And the next thing I read was Beautiful Struggle. Jesus, I love the beautiful struggle. Oh I think I'm in love with the writer of the beautiful struggle. I'm not going to say his name because I'm going to murder his name. But his other book I've read, apart from the apart from beautiful struggle, is between the world and me. And I just love how he writes because I feel now like I can go to Baltimore and point out different places in Baltimore because he's such a descriptive writer, and it's not descriptive just in places; descriptive also in emotion. So as you flip through every book, as you flip through every chapter, you can almost like con- flip through every page rather you can almost like physically connect with what he's saying and you can feel how he felt in the moment and it almost like even after reading between the world and me and reading a beautiful struggle there's this thing that i think i've taken away from his book which is something i've always tried i've also tried to practice like in life and things like that he is he has this calmness or this calm approach to life that with, because of the calmness, you can almost enter, empathize with people's situation and almost take responsibility and always take responsibility for your own actions in those situations. So it's almost like you are not being passive, but at the same time, you are not being aggressive to the point whereby you can't begin to mend the bridge or begin to or maintain a relationship even after the fact. I don't know if any of that made any sense, but that's how I feel anytime I read those books. It's almost like I'm going on this journey whereby I'm asking myself, like, am I calm enough? Do I react right in situations? Are there emotions that I need to be channeling? But I feel like it's, it's definitely high on my list. Like, I never used to say this thing whereby I'm like, oh, I have a best author, I have a best writer. But I think it's, like, it's really high on my list or, like, one of my favorite authors of all time. Then what else have I read? Hmm. I've not really read a lot this year by the way. I've been doing a lot of research work for school. <laughs> so that beautiful struggle. Then I started reading the um um NW by Zadie Smith. I actually quite like the book, but it's heavy. And after reading a beautiful struggle, I was like, I wanted to read something light. So I started reading Frankly in Love. Hish. Or is that oh yes. I read Reasons to Stay Alive. Reasons to Stay Alive is actually really good. Um I wrote a review on Reasons to Stay Alive is I posted it on Instagram and I basically read Reason to Stay Alive is um just really spoke to me in a way that books usually don't speak to me or rather in it books usually speak to me but it spoke to me in a way that kinda like described so many of the conflicting emotions and conflicting things that I've felt like in like the last that I felt for most of my life and it wasn't like validating the existence of something being wrong with me emotionally or something being wrong with me mentally or anything like that. But it was almost like, like I wrote in my review, it's like 
you are seen, you are heard, and you are not alone. And those three things, when you are someone that gets stuck in your head or gets stuck in your mind, are very, very, very important words for you to know and for you to know that there's a tribe of people out there that see you, that hear you, and can relate to what it is that you are saying. It doesn't really have like practical steps to overcoming depression and anxiety, but he, he writes this book that gives you a lot of hope, that gives you this sense that you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be all right. And, and maybe not all right, all right, or even kind of like dismiss the notion of what all right is and know that you and you as yourself, you're just building a life for yourself that works for you. And that shows love to other people and that is a blessing to as many people as possible possibly can. And yeah, that's why I love reasons to their life. So currently I'm reading NWU and I'm reading Frankly in Love. I'm almost I'm almost done with Frankly in Love. I'm not sure about how I feel about Frankly in Love. What David Dion tries to do in Frankly in Love is I think he's trying to do a lot of different things at once. And I usually don't like books like that. Like I rather a book addresses something, one particular thing right now and then that's just it but i feel like the video is trying to do so much at the same time because he's addressing the issue of like so i can relate to what the video is talking about because there's frank frankly basically has um is a second is a second generation immigrant and his parents are extremely racist and him to date only a korean girl and marry a korean girl in the end but frankly starts his relationship with a white girl and then starts a fake relationship with a Korean girl and frankly just basically complicates his life. But the thing is, I'm Nigerian and it's weird because I can really relate to Frankly's story because my auntie would tell me, or a interpreter wali. What that means is that I don't bring someone from a different tribe home because we don't speak the same language. And we won't call that racist, we'll call that tribalist because we have tribes, we do have like different races and stuff like that. But um the issues that David Yoon st- speaks about in Frankly in Love are things that are real and not just for immigrants, are real like culturally across many countries in the world. And somehow I maybe feel like it should have focused on that. Oh, see, let's do it like this. Then let me make a verdict of Frankly in Love until I get to the end. So when I come back to address the next podcast episode or to record the next podcast episode, I'll tell you what I think at the end. But right now, I just feel like he's doing so much as I feel like he's trying to talk about so many things at the same time. NW, I actually really like NW so far. Yeah, I'm one of those weird people that read multiple books at the same time. Okay, yes, I'm reading one more book. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I'm reading Ben um Ben Hutsweet's book, um what you do is who you are because i really like ben hurt i like how he simplifies stuff and i like how he doesn't give you like perfect answers and he just tells you that there are techniques and tools you can apply but the goal is that when you're setting up a business or running a business it's for you to always build what works for you and things like that so i really really really, really like that about him so i'm reading what you do is who you are is about culture and things like that and I'm enjoying his approach to culture so far. Yeah, I'm one of those weird people that read multiple books because I have like, I have in various word, words rather, she says, she always says she has the attention span of a good fish. Like I can be like that sometimes. Like I can read a few chapters of this. I'm like, see, I'm enjoying this, but my mind wants something else and I'll jump to another thing and I'll jump back and things like that. And it's fine, it's okay. Usually I finish like, all three books in about a week eventually or sometimes two weeks depending on how much school work i have to do or how much office work that i have to do 
Yeah, so that's about it. I don't think there's any other thing that I want to talk about. I just wanted to give a little message of hope to the internet and to the world. And yeah, hope everybody is fine. Hope everybody is doing well. Shout out to everybody that's checked up on me, that's made up fun of me and asked me if I have food and if I bought, bought anything. I don't know. I think I just have enough stuff to last me for at least two weeks. I'm really hopeful that there's going to be like a bright light at some point to this whole thing because yeah like i don't know i keep asking myself that did i ever think something was going to be able to practically shut down the world i would have said no i would have said it was never possible that nothing could shut down the world and nah would have still kept going would have found a way but it is here like everywhere is seemingly like hibernation or or completely asleep and it's scary and it's uncertain but i'm choosing to like rest in god and make the best of the situation so till next time stay safe practice social distancing very important self-isolate be happy and make sure that you are filling your life with as much love as you can during this period all right then till next time bye